Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Christina Jolly, and this is Belief or Bigger. So this week, I want to talk to you specifically about you are made for influence. And you guys know I love to look up words and the meanings of, of the different words. And I looked up the word influence, and it means the capacity to have the effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. So we are all made to have influence over other people. And a lot of us, and I know for the longest time, when you are not really true to your true identity and you're not sure who you are in Jesus Christ, it can be so easy just to blend in. It can be easy to shrink back. It can be so easy to just think, hmm, that's not really for me. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, that you are made to stand out. You are made to be the light. God calls us the light. In Matthew um, chapter 5 and uh, verse 14, it says, Your lives light up the world. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light up, who, and who would light up a lamp, then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. That's Matthew 5 and verses 14 to 16. And that's in the Passion Translation. So I want to just remind you that you are the light. You are made to have influence, especially right now in a world where there's so much negative, there's so much darkness, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are meant to stand out. And I know for me personally, it took me a really, really long time to really embrace that. And I'm going to go back to identity. I talk a lot about identity because once you truly understand who you are in Jesus Christ, who God says you are, what the Bible says that you are, then it's so much easier to embrace who God has called you to be. And I know some of you may be saying, well, Christina, I don't have a platform. I don't have a voice. I don't have a podcast like you do. No, maybe you don't. But I'm here to tell you that you do have influence over those that are around you. And if you're a mother, and most of you are moms, or perhaps you're an aunt, you actually have influence over your children. Your children are looking at you and um, I always think back of a, a quote that I always hear that children learn more from not what what is said to them but it's actually what they actually see modeled to them um, I don't know the exact way it goes but it's something in the in reference to in other words it's more caught than taught I think that's how it goes and um, your kids our children are looking at us. Um, even if you don't have kids, maybe you're an aunt. Um, I've always played a very active role as an aunt. I have nephews, I have great nieces, I have a great nephew, and um, I've always played a very active role. Now I have grandkids. I have a six-year-old granddaughter and I have a six-month-old grandson. I have influence over them. Um, I just cannot tell you how 
much, not only with what you say, but how you interact with other people that your children are watching and they're looking and they're gonna model the behavior that you model. They're looking at you and wondering how you interact with that waiter at the local restaurant, how you are in the car. When people tend to cut you off, they don't put a blinker and they're changing lanes and foul language wants to come out of your, your, um, your mouth. All of those things you may be saying, Christina, that's not really a big deal, but it is. We're made to have an influence over other people. And I just want you just to be mindful of the influence that you do have. Um, so number one, you do have influence over your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, perhaps you're a volunteer at church and you work in the kids ministry. You have an influence over those children as well too. I'm gonna tell you, so uh, many years ago, I can't even remember how long it's been, but I actually was a community health educator. It was actually my favorite job. Absolutely hands down my favorite job. I did it for seven years. I, look, I worked for a local clinic and we went out in the community and we were um, health educators. And so we talked to kids. Um, I primarily spoke to middle school and high school students. Occasionally I had, um, you know, college age and adults, but my main focus was mainly middle school and high school. And um, I had a lot of interaction with young people. Um, you know, we had a curriculum, we would go into the schools and we would talk to them about relationships, about boundaries, um, anything that was, you know, important to them um, as young people, um, we would just talk about it. And I would see these kids, um, a lot of the times it was a once a week program. I would go to a specific school and we would meet for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour. And I had influence over those kids. And um, I still remember, you know, going into the schools and um, wondering, am I really making a difference? Is what I'm saying really, does it matter? And it, I don't think it was so much about the content that I was actually teaching on, but it was more on, you know, the way I interacted with them. I always treated them with respect um, and therefore they treated me with respect. We had open communication. You know, we could talk about things that sometimes they just couldn't talk to their parents about. Um, you know, early on, I realized that I just had a gift this is just a gift that God has given me. And I think in my, you know, later years now, I really have learned to embrace this gift. I had a lot of kids that would come to me with very personal things that was going on in their life. Um, things that they weren't really willing to share with other people. And, you know, they would ask for my advice or, you know, they would just want to get that off their chest. And um, I worked very closely with a lot of different um, agencies. One in particular was uh, a nonprofit called Communities and Schools. And their main um, objective was to keep kids from dropping out. They were a dropout prevention program and they had case managers in the schools. 
and um, I got to come in and just work with the students that they had on their caseload. And like I said, I had a lot of influence over them, you know. Um, there would be many times that I would be out in the field, I'd come back to the clinic. My aunt actually worked at the clinic at the same uh, time that I did. She actually still works there today. And she would come and tell me when I go to my office, hey, so-and-so came looking from you from this school. Um, you know, this girl came by and she said she wanted to tell you hi. And so I quickly realized that I was making a difference. I did have influence. I was making an impact in their life. And, um, you know, they sought after a mentor, you know? Um, and I never really looked at myself in that way. And I'm only telling you this because this past week, I actually got to go back to one of the local high schools that I used to work with. Um, they've now rebuilt a new school, but the case manager is still the same. I've known her for over 18 years. And, uh, she's amazing at what she does and um i just had the honor and the privilege to go and just hang out with them they had their senior lunch and i was able to to donate some cupcakes for them um for their luncheon and it was just amazing just to see how much of an influence she has you know this was my first time meeting them they were very sweet um i actually got to pray with them you know and uh, that was a huge blessing to me. But I got to see the interaction with them. They respected her because she respected them. Um, they were a big help to her. I could just see that she had built relationships with them. And a lot of times that's what it takes, right? So I'm saying all this to tell you that no matter what field you're in, whatever job you hold, or maybe you are a wonderful stay-at-home mom and you're not out in the work uh, field you still have influence no matter where you are no matter what job title you hold you have influence and again I just cannot express how important it is for us to realize that we influence our children each and every day not only by our words by our actions and the second part I want to say is to talk about is we also have influence in our, over our community. Um, many of you are involved in your local community. Maybe you sit on a local nonprofit board. You know, maybe you um, get involved in a group organization where you volunteer. You know, I am part of my local chamber. I'm a chamber ambassador in my local town. And we all have influence and um, I think if you would have told me a couple of years ago, and this is just maybe five years ago, that my influence makes a difference and how I show up every single day makes a difference, I would have told you, I don't know if it really does because I really wasn't embracing my true identity. And I want you to truly embrace how God has made you. God's word tells us we're meant to be a light. So when we walk into a place, we walk into a room. I saw one of my friends post um, yesterday, walk into that room like God sent you there. You're there on a mission. Put down your insecurity, put down your unworthiness, 
put down your, mm, am I really gonna make a difference here? And really walk into that room with a courage and a confidence, knowing that God has sent you there on assignment. You just have no idea who you're meant to touch. And as I went into that senior luncheon yesterday, you know, um, I didn't get an opportunity to talk to them as much as I would like, but that's okay. Um, I just was so moved by their willingness to pray with me. We prayed over the food and um, they actually, you know, uh, the case manager introduced me, said, thank you for uh, my donation and said, Christina's gonna pray. And those of you who wanna participate can, and those that don't, that's okay, we respect it. And I totally respect that. And so I stood up, you know, and I was just gonna pray. And then a girl to my right, she extends her hand out to me. And uh, <laughs> I quickly grabbed her hand. And then the boy to my uh, left um, did the same thing. They all got in a circle. I didn't instruct them to get into a circle. I didn't say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna hold hands. Y'all need to get in a circle. They did it on their own. Um, they were showing me respect. And um, I just, I really appreciated that. That touched me so much. And so we just prayed. There were only two students that didn't participate and that's okay. But I was there on an assignment to just pray over those students. And not only did I pray for our food, but I also prayed a hedge of protection over them. They're graduating seniors and uh, they're gonna be making a lot of, you know, life changing and um, different decisions that they've not made. And uh, it's a new chapter for them. And so I prayed um, favor and blessings over them. And um, after we prayed, you know, they ate and they, they had to go because they were getting ready for graduation, obviously, and they had like a trial run. And so most of them had to, you know, to take off. And uh, I got to talk to one young man who was telling me about what his dreams were and what he wanted to accomplish after, you know, graduation. And um, I just can't tell you how much of an influence you can be in someone else's life. And maybe it's not a young person. Some of you may be saying, well, Christina, I'm not really good with teenagers. And uh, <laughs> if you know me, you know me long enough. My favorite saying when I was in full-time ministry was, you don't want me in the kids ministry because that's just not my, um, <laughs> that's not where I belong. I actually started off at my church serving in the youth ministry. So I've always had a heart for young people. And, um, you know, that's exactly where I started off. But like the school age kids, I'm like, oh no, that's, that's just not me. But you have an influence even in your workplace, you know, within your own family, um, within your own group of friends. And I just really want you to embrace who God has created you to be. Many of you are shrinking back. Many of you don't speak up. Many of you just blend in. Um, I was that girl for so many years. Many of you don't voice your opinion. You're the easy person. You're the easy friend. You just kind of go along with the flow. It's not that we don't have values and morals, but we just don't want to make a, a fuss about certain things. I want you to surround yourself with other women who are going to celebrate you. 
who are going to say, you go girl. <laughs> I know that sounds really cheesy. And I borrow that from my faith mentor, Brooke Thomas, but, um, go places where you're actually celebrated and where you can actually light up a room. I really want you to really think about that. Um, are you surrounding yourself with places that really could use your influence? And some of you may say, I don't know if I really belong there, but God calls us to be the light, even in a dark world, even in a place where we feel like we really don't belong. You know, um, there's been many times where, and yes, you use wisdom and, and um, discernment, but there's been many times where I've been around people that I'm like, ugh, I'm just not sure I fit in here. But then, you know, um, God reminds me that I'm needed there. I'm needed in that particular place because like God's word tells us, I'm the light. And I have this, you know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And um, y'all know my motto is choose joy. I just, I just can't help it. When I've lived and I lived for so many, many years being bitter, being angry, being resentful um, for many things. And we can talk about that later, but um, I now just choose joy, you know, and I just appreciate the opportunity. So when the case manager invited me to be a part of that uh, luncheon, I just took her up on the offer, you know? And so this week, I just really want you to think about the influence that you do have in the with the people that you surround yourself. Number one, with your children, within your family, your nieces, your nephews, your grandkids, if you're in the grandma club like me. And then also the influence that you have in, on your local community. Many of you, because you are a woman of, of, uh, of Jesus Christ, like you're a woman of God, you're needed. You're needed in that particular organization. You're needed at that nonprofit. You're needed needed in that community meeting because you're the light. So that's what I wanted to talk to you today about is let's embrace who we are so we can truly embrace that we're meant to be an influence in this very, very dark world. So that's what I wanted to share with you, my friends. Know that God is good and you are blessed. And uh, I'm still, if you are wanting a life coach, these are some of the things that we talk about. I have a full six week program where we talk about boundaries, using your voice. Um, we talk about unworthiness, all of those things that really just hold you back because I'm really big on embracing your identity. Once you know who you are in Jesus Christ, I truly believe that you're unstoppable, that you can truly ask God, what is my assignment and what is it that you want me to accomplish? So if I'm the life coach um, that speaks to you right now, you know, you're just like, man, Christina, you've got me really thinking. Go to my website, christinajolly.com. You can set up a, a, a consultation call with me. It's free. And uh, we can talk about if I'm the right fit for you. And if I'm not, that's okay. No hard feelings. But um, I really hope that you really start to embrace who God has created you to be. I see way too many women who are li living beneath their potential. 
they don't know who they are in Jesus Christ and therefore they don't know all the kingdom benefits that they do have. So my friends, be blessed. And I hope to talk to you again real soon. God bless you.